Welcome to the Pure Grace Podcast, Becoming Love. I am your host, Nimi G. In this season of the podcast, you will hear my evolution with my relationship with the divine and spirituality, which has a lot to do with becoming love instead of searching for it outside of myself. The episodes are short and sweet. The season's for you if you're a spiritual seeker on the journey of self-love and self-mastery, a parent, a woman who may feel conflicted by church and religion and the patriarchy, uh, young women seeking comfort or mentorship, or really anyone that's curious or wants to hear my story of how I got to where I am now. I am a community builder and leader. I'm a certified coach and yoga instructor. I have a degree in communications as well as being a fire dancer, DJ, entrepreneur, partner, mother, and dance teacher. I have an online community membership, which you can join. I have two transformational courses, one to revive your essence, the other is for moms and daughters, Luna Magic Method. You can find more out on my website, which is nevegrace.com, N-E-V-E-G-R-A-C-E.com. And my Facebook page is Free Spirit Creatrix, and I'm on Twitter and Instagram as ever Free Spirit. I'd like to take this moment to thank you. Thank you. I am honored by you being here and listening, investing time and energy in the show. And at the beginning of each show, I usually pull a card. I've been pulling them this season from the Tosha Silver deck. So the card for today is courage. Quote, divine courage is not the absence of fear, but a nudge that says, keep going, do it. Don't worry. All will be well. You have to get quiet enough to hear it. Dear divine, may I feel your courage and your will. And in this episode, you will hear how I firstly start becoming more quiet and I continue on in my spiritual journey, even though it doesn't make sense yet. And I have a lot of questions. Um, I also share that I am starting to meditate and that is the beginning of getting quiet enough for me to hear the divine's love and little nudge. So I hope you enjoy. All right. So we ended the last episode or I shared in the last episode about meeting my first mentor and being mentored and learning a lot about life that I hadn't previously learned uh, through our relationship. And I also wanted to mention, I got back into dancing. One of the things I did that is just kind of fun to share in the story is I had been blues dancing and swing dancing for several years, all through college. And so after college, I went to New York city to enter a blues dancing competition. And I placed second or maybe third. I know we didn't get first, but I placed second or third in two of the competitions with my partner. And that was just super fun. Um, we also went to one of my college friends weddings and danced together and that was great. Um, so anyway, it's dancing really allowed me to get out and meet new people and do things, which I really appreciate. I also want to mention I realized from high school drama and situations in college that I'd really developed a distrust in women 
and the I felt more competitive with them than collaborative. And I began to invest energy and focus in my female relationships. So I started focusing on building relationships with women, having more girlfriends. Um, and I had a very dear friend in college who I'm still friends with. And I had one that I am also still friends with that I met right after college. And just the, I just wanted to speak to like those girl, girl times. Like when you can really bond with a woman, it's a different, for a woman, it's a different bond than bonding with men. And, uh, there's something that to be said about both bleeding every month, having this menstrual cycle. I believe there's something about our, our bodies and our genders and then our relationship that is interesting how it is different than people with, uh, that identify differently or have a different gender. So I just wanted to mention that because I have these amazing girlfriends. Hopefully they're listening to the podcast. I know some of them are, and I just want to shout out to them, um, because I love them and I really value having girlfriend relationships for over 10 years, right? So we're getting to about 10 years in most of these ladies that I'm mentioning. So I started teaching swimming at the gym pool. I was basically running my own little business out of the pool at the gym, which was cool. And I was learning how to become a personal trainer and I was dancing weekly. I started DJing and teaching dance lessons uh, in the Hampton Roads, Virginia Beach area after my relationship had ended. And one of the, I would say like the fourth woman who came into my life, as I said, I was really focusing on girlfriends. She, I felt very connected to her. Her name was Maya. I felt a very spiritual connection with her. And we decided to trade swim lessons for Reiki energy work. She was like, I want to do Reiki energy work on you. And I was like, okay. And she said, I want to learn how to swim butterfly. And I said, okay. Um, so that was very fun. We, and we were not the same age, but it never felt like we weren't. Um, we would hula hoop together and swim together. And at the time I had just started my yoga teacher training. So I was fortunate enough to be allowed to teach yoga, even though I was just a new yoga teacher, I wasn't certified yet. Um, so I'm really grateful for that female boss who let me start teaching yoga. Cause that really helped me learn quickly, uh, what things to say <laughs> or not say when you're teaching yoga and funny story on that, actually. This is a little bit later, but I'm going to tell this story. One time during this year of me teaching yoga, but not being certified, I had, everyone had their legs up in the air for legs up the wall. And I think they had blocks, you know, so they just had the blocks under their low back and they had their legs up. And I was just rambling about something. And I said, you know, just play with yourself. <laughs> and the whole front row just burst into giggles and you know I know all these ladies of course because they've been hanging out with me in yoga um, and that was one of those moments where I definitely felt embarrassed and like okay not gonna say that during yoga again um, so anyways I meet Maya she's coming to yoga I started you know you know I'm going to her Qigong classes she's doing Qigong so I'm learning Qigong from her and I remember she told me that my third eye was completely wide open and then I needed to work on my lower chakras. She was like, your heart, you know, your third eye, your crown, 
awesome, but you need to work on survival, like the root chakra and sexuality and addiction. It's the second chakra and willpower and your throat, throat chakra. And I was like, wow, that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, so I felt like that made a lot of sense. And I started really focusing on the root chakra, um, at that time, really the lower chakras. Um, she also taught me some, like the basic, the, I feel like the basics are the beginning of my spiritual self-reflection, right? So I'm still in my egoic mind at this point. I don't really, I know I have a spirit. I'm connected to my spirit. I know I love the divine. I'm connected to the divine in the universe and I'm still following mental patterns and conditioning things, right? I'm not, I'm not aware of a lot of stuff. And one thing that she taught me was the mirroring. And she, what she said is everyone is a mirror of you. So the things that trigger you about others is actually what you still don't like about yourself. And I really took that teaching in and started to notice when I was bothered by certain things, like what was it in me? And that really put me on a pretty um, powerful, self-reflective journey. Just that one thing. Another one uh, practice that I did at some point with her was going through the day and not saying the word I, right? So making my life uh, not so much about me or not talking too much because I definitely did that. And she also taught me how to use the pendulum, which was magical. That day is still very vivid for me. I was like, this rock is moving. <laughs> like I was, I was blown away by using the pendulum. And she gave me my first crystal, which was, yes, you guessed it, a bloodstone. How magical is that? If you know anything about bloodstone, well, you know what? I'm not even going to tell you that much. You should go look up some stuff about bloodstone. But there's a couple different ancient things about the bloodstone one is that i can share is like turning to the sun turn to the sun that's something i think from the greeks it was in egyptian culture it was in a couple other cultures it's been around and it's considered magically endowed around the world and it has the capacity to transform the physical physical and spiritual aspects of you so she gave me the bloodstone i think because of my hormones and the divine feminine and my blood, which is a lot of times what it's used for is, you know, maybe if you're not bleeding regularly, you could get the bloodstone and that will help get your blood flowing. But anyways, it was just kind of, it's kind of an amazing synchronicity now for me stepping into the divine feminine and being a voice of the divine feminine for other women who have the divine feminine to look back and be like, of course, Maya gave me a bloodstone. Like, of course she did. So it, she was amazing. And her family was amazing. They, um, they're from the Philippines. They had immigrated here. And every time that I went over there, I learned more about her parents' culture and they always fed me. They were so sweet. Every time I came over, they always offered me food. So I started to make sure that I wasn't hung. Like I wasn't already like eating and then going over because then I would end up eating twice, <laughs> which wasn't helpful. I also remember during a Qigong class, she, in, this is the first time I had done this. We did Qigong outside with the trees and we listened to their heartbeat or listened to them breathing. We gave them hugs and we meditated with the trees. And that was all my first time doing any of that. And I remember it feeling so nurturing. So 
She would also tell me things that she didn't tell other people about, I don't know, her sex life or communicating with the spirit world and her ancestors. Um, and this was all new to me and I believed her. And it was kind of funny because the folks at the gym, you know, the other people that would come to yoga kind of, yeah, I got the impression they thought she was kind of crazy. Some actually said that they thought she was crazy and it never bothered me. I liked her. I thought she was wonderful and her energy was so childlike, right? So this is going to be the first person that I meet in this upstairs room at the One Life Fitness gym that's the uh, yoga studio room so just remember that this number one was Maya meeting because I met a couple other important people in my life in that room which is also fascinating to think about so I started yoga teacher training in northern Virginia while I was living in southern Virginia Hampton Roads area working and living down there so once a month I would drive up to northern Virginia to do my teacher training I met another great girlfriend in that class who I'm still friends with. And during that year, yes, I was working with Maya and I was working at the gym. I also started dating someone who introduced me to like conspiracy theories and really kind of re-educated me on the secular music world, which was kind of cool. Um, I started doing acro yoga at this time and I went to my first yoga festival, which was Yoga Jam, the first one, which is in 20. 12 was the first yoga jam and I still I still had a lowish self-esteem in my mind I still didn't love myself I wanted to do more and I had a lot of questions because I was you know I was raised Christian and now there was things happening at yoga classes that Christianity couldn't explain to me like when we did the very first class teacher training we laid down and we did this breathing exercise and it was a meditation. I could feel my spirit and I could feel my intuition and things coming to me. And I'm like, what is, what is all this? You know, what is happening? And I was also traveling around, right? Doing acro yoga and dancing still. And I went to Asheville Yoga Center and I did this meditation that I love to lead now, uh, which for the first time I did it, you're in your heart, right? And you expand from your heart out into the universe and then you go back into your heart and I had just a bunch of amazing meditative energy potent experiences from 2011 to 2013 right this so 2011 in the fall is when I start teaching yoga 2012 in the fall is yoga jam and that's when I graduate my teacher training and it really changed my life and I think most yoga teacher trainings do if you're open to it they will uh, definitely change your life there's not a lot of places where you can go learn all the stuff that you might be introduced to in a yoga teacher training as far as the philosophy and the spirituality and I remember um, during the philosophy classes Doug Keller led our philosophy classes and he's um do yoga.com I believe but he would give a long lecture about like dualism and different, you know, the, the Upanishads and different thoughts. And um, it was a lot. It was just a lot. I remember looking around the room and like no one had any questions and I had like a whole list of questions. So by the second philosophy session, I started asking him all these questions and we went back and forth because I wanted to understand like, okay, you know, what is God? 
you know, is, is it oneness and then, or is it love or is it the universe? Like what, how do you define, you know, and that's kind of what a lot of that philosophy is about. Like, how do you define God in based on who you are and what you believe in? So it was very, it was a very, um, beautiful time looking back, but I definitely got introduced to a lot of new things and I wasn't really sure. One of the other lady friends, so I don't know what number we're at now, but, um, she was, she is a pastor, minister, uh, dear friend of mine. And she always seemed very open. She teaches and taught at the time centering prayer. And so I centering prayer is a meditation where you're, I think the intention is to fall into the arms of the divine. And I kind of co-led a few with her, but I would go to the centering prayers where we would, you know, have a silence for 20 minutes. And so I felt like I could trust her because she was at church, but she was doing basically meditation. So I was like, okay, this lady is crossing some of these barriers that I feel like, you know, the yoga people are over here and the Christian people are over there and she's kind of in the middle. So I went to her once and I remember this very vivid too. I'm sitting on her couch in her parlor. She's got a sun um, uh, porch window thing there and I'm sitting on the couch near the window and I'm asking her, you know, what is God? Well, what was Jesus? Did Jesus, was he really just human or was, you know, what about Mary Magdalene? She, you know, I'm reading stuff about Mary Magdalene now and Mother Mary about them being priestesses in sacred alchemy lineages from Egypt and from Isis. And like, I'm finding all this alternative teaching. And what about the mystical teachings? Like, what about the uh, gospels that aren't included in the Bible? And I'm just, I'm asking away. And she's literally just sitting there smiling and kind of agreeing with whatever I say. Like she's not giving me, I wanted a list of the answers of the truth. Like I definitely went to her house to find out what the truth was. And the truth was, which I didn't figure out in this moment, but I can tell you now in retrospect, was her being love. She was literally just embodying love to me. And I'm whatever age I am now in my early twenties, like circling around with these things like, or mid twenties, I guess. Like, what the heck? Like, you know, how does it all work? And, you know, I don't think I believe in sin anymore. And I don't think I believe in hell. And she's like, mm-hmm, yeah. Like, she's just literally sitting there loving me. She's just a radiant saint of love. And I was like, I was disappointed that day. And in retrospect, looking back, she was love. She was embodying love. And the, you know, the questions... And the answers, I was going to keep asking questions. I still keep asking questions and I'm still finding different answers for things. And some are similar and some are the same as then and some are different and that's fine. So to wrap this episode up, female relationships are amazing. If you don't have any close girlfriends and you are a woman, I would suggest finding some female friends to be close to. It's a sign of health in a lot of different ways. You could define that to have women who are in your life that you're close to. And 
I think through these years, um, I was definitely still communicating with my mom and sister, but I don't think I felt necessarily close to them, not as much as I do now. And so I think that, you know, especially if you're having a hard time with maybe the women in your family, it's important to find other women that you can connect with and have that camaraderie with. Uh, like, hey, we're in this life thing together. Like, we're going through and we're discovering things and we can share them with each other. Um, so I consider Maya my second mentor, my first in, that, that was a woman. And really, Julia Dorsey, I consider her, oops, I didn't ask her if I could say her name. Well, I'll ask her. But, um, I consider her a second mentor in a lot of ways um, because I was close to her during this whole time as well and coming to her with these questions. And really, she was an example of love, embodying love, embodying the teachings that Jesus taught as far as um, the fruits of the Spirit and just all the beautiful, lovely things. Like That is her. And so being around her and being mentored by her was uh, definitely beautiful. So I think that that's probably it for this episode. We'll pick up with the second important person that comes into the yoga studio room that affects my life and kind of, you know, my growth from there. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and reach out, just text at least one girlfriend or mom or sister, or some woman in your life that you really appreciate and just text her now and be like, I love you. Thanks for being in my life because it matters, right? And we're really here to collaborate with each other and build each other up. And if you're male and listen to this, you can still text a dude friend or you could text a female friend, but don't leave yourself out, right? This, the closing uh, action step for this podcast is really like send someone some love, like let them know, like, yes, you matter in my life. I'm thinking about you. Just want to say hi. All right. I'll see you in the next episode. It looks like our time has come to an end. So until we meet again, I'm sending you